Hello, Chinese friends. Welcome to Spiritual Waimai. 欢迎来到属灵外卖 Delivering the spiritual food to you when you can't get out. 当你无法外出的时候，我们为你速递属天灵粮 This Spiritual Waimai article is a part of the series entitled "You're God's Masterpiece: The Genesis Notes." 本期属灵外卖来自特别系列。你是神的杰作，创世纪手记。Studying the book of Genesis to discover direction and hope for your awesome life. 通过研读创世纪，并联系新约的思想，为您的美好生活提供指引和亮光。Genesis chapters ten and eleven, all nations, one nation. When Noah and his family came off the ark, God gave them two commands they should follow. Genesis chapter nine verse one. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, "Be fruitful and increase in number, and fill the earth." In Genesis chapter ten, we see the three sons of Noah doing just what God called them to do: increase and fill the earth. These three sons had many descendants. In fact, all of the people of the world are descendants from Shem, Ham, or Japheth. Genesis chapter ten, verse one. This is the account of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, Noah's sons, who themselves had sons after the flood. After this verse, there is a long list of the descendants of Noah's three sons. Their descendants are divided into three groups. Japheth's descendants are called the Japhethites. The descendants of Shem are called Semites. From the Semites come the Jewish people. The descendants of Ham are called the Hamites. Genesis chapter ten, verse thirty-two. These are the clans of Noah's sons according to their lines of descent within their nations. From these, the nations spread out over the earth after the flood. Many of the descendants of Ham and the cities they settled may be familiar names: Egypt, Babylon, Nineveh, Sodom, Gomorrah. Do you remember the curse placed on Ham in chapter nine? How do you think the curse placed on Ham impacted his descendants? These cities in the Bible were notorious for worshiping false gods, having sinful lifestyles, or being enemies of Israel. The sins of Ham were passed down to his descendants. But there were many times in history when God, in His mercy, gave these cities opportunities to repent of their wickedness and follow God. God sent Jonah to Nineveh, and they repented. Nebuchadnezzar was a king of Babylon who repented and acknowledged the one true God. Even though Ham passed on a curse to his descendants, God gave them opportunities to turn to Him and be saved. Your family may also have some darkness in the past. Your ancestors may have worshipped false gods or lived a sinful lifestyle. The good news is, in Christ, any family sin, sickness, curse, or dark past can be washed away by the blood of Jesus. When Jesus died on the cross, He died for the sins of the world and to cancel any curse and heal any disease. As we come to Jesus and repent of our sins, Jesus forgives us. Curses are removed and replaced by God's blessings. Ask him to forgive you of your participation in any sinful attitude, words, or actions, and receive his forgiveness. Ask him to bring a blessing into your life and the life of your family. The Tower of Babel. All of the descendants of Shem, Ham, and Japheth 
shared a common language, and they moved together to the east and settled in Shinar. Developing modern building technologies by inventing the use of brick and tar to make a strong structure, they began to build a tower. What were their goals as they built this tower? Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 to 4. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used bricks instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we will be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Their human desire to make a name for themselves pushed them to reach skyward as high as possible. Did they think they could reach heaven? They also wanted to all stay together in one place. How did these goals go against God's commands and plans? God had commanded them to fill the earth, but they did not want to go. They wanted to stay together, and their pride pushed them to build higher and to be known. Genesis chapter 11, verses 5 to 9. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. The Lord saw what they were doing and knew nothing would be impossible for them to accomplish. With their selfish ambition, the outcome would not honor God. So God confused the languages of the people. They all began to speak different languages, and as a result, they did what God had originally commanded them to do. They scattered over all the earth. Sometimes this happens in our individual lives. Because of pride, selfish ambition, or sinfulness, we behave according to our own plans, not according to God's way or God's plan for our life. We think we know what is best rather than follow God. Following their own ambitions is what the people were doing as they built their tower. They were quite successful, except for the fact that they were not doing what God had commanded them to do, fill the earth. But filling the earth was so important to God. He confused their language, which resulted in his goal of filling his creation with people. The other obvious result is a difficulty in communication, which we still live with today. As a foreigner living in China and studying Chinese, I face this difficulty every day. Maybe you have had an experience similar to the building of the Tower of Babel. Have you ever disobeyed one of God's commands? Or have you ever ignored God's direction for your life and have done what you wanted instead? What was the result? Did you also face difficulties going your own way? From all families to one family. Chapter 11 begins with all of the people of the world living and working together. But now our story is going to narrow in on one of Noah's sons, Shem. And then we're going to focus in on one family, Terah's family. Eventually, we're going to zoom right in on one man, Abram. But before we get to Abram, we need to know about his family. 
There is a detailed account of the generations leading from Shem to Terah and Abram. Noah lived to be 950 years old, and Shem lived to be 600 years old. Because of their old age, they would have been living at the time of Abram. In fact, Shem could have known Isaac and even Jacob. Terah The narrative of Abram starts with his father, Terah, a man who, according to Joshua, worshipped other gods. Joshua chapter 24, verse 2. Joshua said to all the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago your ancestors, including Terah, the father of Abraham and Nahor, lived beyond the Euphrates River and worshipped other gods. Terah had three sons, Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and at least one daughter, Sarai. Their home was Ur of the Chaldeans. His son, Haran, died at a young age, but not before he had a son, Lot. Genesis chapter 11, verses 27 to 32. This is the account of Terah's family line. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran became the father of Lot. While his father Terah was still alive, Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans, in the land of his birth. Abram and Nahor both married. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. She was the daughter of Haran, the father of both Milcah and Isaac. Now Sarai was childless because she was not able to conceive. Terah took his son Abram, his grandson Lot, son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law Sarai, the wife of his son Abram, and together they set out from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to Canaan. But when they came to Haran, they settled there. Terah lived 205 years, and he died in Haran. Terah's Big Move Towards Canaan Terah was determined to move to a new home, Canaan. He took with him Abram, Sarai, and Lot, but he left behind Nahor and his wife Milcah. Terah's goal was to reach Canaan. Did God put the desire for the promised land into this man's heart even before God called Abram to go? We do not know why Terah made this decision to move, but we do know he did not reach his goal. He made it only as far as Haran. The plan of moving to Canaan was delayed by their stay in Haran. They settled there, and at the young age of 205, Terah died in that place. Terah was a man who worshipped other gods, not the true God. Without God's power and direction in his life, he did not reach the goal of Canaan. He only made it as far as Haran. But the dream of going to Canaan lived on in his son Abram. And when the time was right, God was going to call Abram to this special place to be a family who would become God's special chosen people. Has God put a dream in your heart? Is there a passion, desire, destination, mission, or longing from the Lord in you? Pursue his dreams and plans for you. Do not be delayed in a place like Haran. Do not let God's plan for your life be passed on to another person to accomplish. Are you trusting in God's leading and direction? Have you asked God, what is your mission in life? Thanks for having some spiritual limei with us. We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. And we hope you come back for some more. We love ya. 我们爱你哟。